If you love classic biker silhouettes, the Master Leather Jacket Company is for you. Founded in Toronto, Canada by the uber-gorgeous blonde tattoo model, Josh Mario John, aka Spazoiki on Instagram. Master is for the strong and free. What started out as made-to-order leather jackets has grown to a fabulous combo of Canadian vintage, rock and roll, and it's expanding into denim, accessories, t-shirts that'll absolutely be the first to rock. They just dropped three new spring and summer styles, so go check those out on Instagram at mastersupplyco. Again, that's mastersupplyco and online at mastersupply.co. And come on, guys, metalheads support metalheads. Josh and I first bonded over our love for Fit for an Autopsy and for Hatebreed. He listens to metal, huge supporter of our scene, so go support him. Grammy-nominated, definition of a shredder, founding member of Shadows Fall, plays harder and faster than you do, and who else could say that they're good enough to join Anthrax? Welcome to the show, Jonathan Denise, aka Johnny Rock and Roll of Anthrax. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. So, well, we got the mics working. So, yay, quarantine goals. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not good with technology, so I was worried about that. Oh, I would have had my podcast up like two years sooner if it didn't dawn upon me that they are, they are people for this and that I would go buy all the equipment <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, so the more expensive one is the right one, right? Okay, so I'll get that. Then I got all my stuff set up and I was like, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. So yay, my producer. Yeah, Maya. I know. I, and it's just, unfortunately, I mean, you have to know how to use this stuff now and I'm, I'm still, I'm too stubborn. <laughs> Eh, you don't have to. You're very gifted <laughs> at other things. We'll allow it. So um, Abby Fair is one of my really good girlfriends, and I heard her call you Johnny Rock and Roll, and that's how I found out that that's your music industry nickname. Is that a <laughs> cool story of how you got that nickname? I would think, well, it, it came about in the Shadows Fall days just because I was a guy who was always into the 80s stuff and expect, like the hair metal bands and uh -huh. all that, and just like doing that. And, drinking and having a good time <laughs> perfect so that's so how if, they sprung a name on me so if it was still motley crew days for you you'd be okay with that oh that's why i wanted to do this oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the, all the 80s bands that's i when i was a kid all those bands were on mtv and it was just mm -hmm. so over the top and that's when all the when rock was so big and arenas and stuff was, like all those bands larger than life they didn't even seem real they were like superheroes yeah absolutely <laughs> so do you miss the days of mtv wasn't that fun oh, oh yeah i wish i wish i was old enough to have been in a band back then <laughs> right that's what um i say about like i was too young to really be in it and going to shows like late 90s early 2000s so i miss mm -hmm. so much good stuff i caught the tail end of going to shows in the late 80s only because my parents were really cool and they brought me. But mm -hmm. I was still too young. I was like nine years old when I went to see Bon Jovi and Skid Row. Do you remember that show? Oh, yeah. My, my first show was Hall of Notes when I was six. And my mom brought me to see that. Wow. And, and then um, I begged her to, you know, from her, I think it was my ninth or tenth birthday to bring me to see Bon Jovi and Skid Row. So her and my dad brought me to see that. And that was like the one that did it. I was like, holy shit. This is un unbelievable. Everything was just larger than life. And it didn't even seem real, like, like seeing something like that. That's so true. Like, I remember my first concert. It was for me, I was like rock chick. So Crossbane Seether. I'd never been mm -hmm. to a concert before. And I remember like shaving my legs before the show and just thinking, <laughs> I feel like something really cool is about to happen tonight. And it did. Yeah. And I went to the show and ended up like meeting all the artists, went and partied with them back at their hotel. And I was like walking down the corridor with the band. They're like, oh yeah, you like that? You like that album? And I was like, holy fucking shit. These people are real. The industry is real. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. I think too, back 
in the 80s MTV they they were like movie stars too because they're just on TV all the time too so you're constantly mm-hmm. seeing them on TV and listening to them so. do you have some favorite music videos oh man I used to love the the ones where they shot live even though maybe they weren't playing live that but you know they're using the playback but I used to love to see the different stages and stuff when I was a kid so I'm like, oh, look at all that. And I used to, that was just before you would know what the stage would look like. You would just go to a show and you had no idea what was going to happen because, you know, there wasn't the internet and you couldn't just yeah. go on YouTube and see, oh, what's the set list? What's it look like? So that was really exciting to not know anything and what what's it going to look like? What are they going to play? And, um, so I used to like to see the the, the live stuff on, on MTV. That's awesome. Like I remember like the, like the Def Leppard in the round and stuff. Like the, that was so cool. Don't see stuff like that anymore. Well, what about the video vixens though? You're leaving out a huge part of it. I'm sure that had to be like a big part part of it for you of what yeah, you. Yeah, I was, I was I was fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, well, yeah. actually, it's funny when I sat down to write this interview, I started listening to tracks of you playing on your own. Um, so I was up on YouTube. Um, and I actually found Anthrax behind the music. So that's like a good recommendation to like go back through and they have them up on YouTube. You can do go back to the behind the musics. Like that's really fun. Yeah, but I love those. Those are so fun. But through watching those and watching just tracks of you play um, isolated by yourself, you're a different type of player for sure. It's a whole new level of sound. I don't think I've heard before. I just felt like there are more dimensions to it than what I'm used to hearing. Do you consider yourself to have your own playing style? I don't know. I, like, I honestly, like, uh, I'm not into my playing at all. So I, I think uh, it's, it's weird. Like, I think when people are like, oh, you know, I really like your playing and stuff. Like, I'm like, like, I'm glad someone does. But when I hear myself, I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Like, I can't, people are like, oh, I love your voice. I'm like, I can't stand my voice. Yeah. Like, I hate listening to my interviews. And people are like, oh, great interview. I was like, oh, really? You liked it? I can't listen to it. So, yeah, every time I hear myself, I'm like, I don't know, should I have done that? Or I don't know, could have done something better or cool. Or I'm always second guessing myself. But, um, oh, hush, uh, stop it. But, That's silly. <laughs> but for me, my, my, what I try to do is, um, try to just kind of be, I'm, I guess, a melodic shred guy, mm-hmm. you know, like where you can remember the solos, but you can still throw in that shred in there and some of the fancy stuff. Uh, all my favorite players the solo was just as big as part of the song as the rest of it. And it's like looking forward to it and you can air guitar to it. You can hum it and stuff. Um, So those are my favorite players or stuff like the eighties guys. That's and guys like in uh, Warren D Martini, George Lynch, Tesla, Guns N' Roses, Skid Row, all those guitar solos are just so memorable and they're all great players too on top of it. Well, that's probably why I like your playing so much because I love melodic and I love melodic metal because I love to like headbang and windmill, but then I like mm-hmm. to dance and, you know, move a little bit right. too. So that's probably why I like your playing so much. So that's yeah, if you, if you shred too much, then I think you're only appealing to the guitar players out there and, uh-huh. you know, someone who doesn't care about guitar is like, all right. When when's this gonna end? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone who wouldn't be in a in a band as long as you have been. You know, you've got to get along with everyone. It's a collaboration, right? So I like to be um, biographical. Um, and your parents exposed you to music early on. You said, "What made you pick up a guitar?" Was it that first concert? No one in my family was hardcore into music, really. Mm-hmm. But as far as I can remember, I always loved it. And then MTV hit. I must've been around six years old when that hit like, and then I was glued to it and and Bon Jovi was the one that bit me. Like that was the one that made me fall in love with rock music. Oh, I love that. So, uh, so I remember like when I was six, my mom got me my first radio and my two first tapes were David Lee Roth, Eat Him and Smile and Slippery When Wet. And I would just every day after school, just go in my room and just Mm -hmm. keep playing those tapes as loud as I could. (laughs) <laughs> I and love then, that. you know just glued to mtv <laughs> and uh that's 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 where it started yeah absolutely i love that so much i love music so much so just listening to you talk about it it just makes any music fan just reminisce on like why you yeah. love music so much and it makes you think yeah, I'll, about I'll never like, forget it i mean yeah. it's crazy it just 
that stuff sticks with you forever and still have a clear vision of it. Do you remember like the first rock song you ever heard? Well, I remember my, my brother listened to like Motley Crue and Van Halen. Um, but the, like I said, the first thing was, I think MTV was a big part of it, was You Give Love a Bad Name and Yankee Rose. And I saw those videos and I see by making the guitar talk and stuff. And I was like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> like, I want to do that. It took me a while to get a guitar because my mom, we had a piano in the house. So she was trying to get me to do that. Uh-huh. But I wasn't interested in it. I wish I, I wish that now that I kept it going. But as a kid, I was like, eh, that's not cool. I want to fucking play guitar. I want to rock. <laughs> I want to exactly. rock. <laughs> so then by 12, they finally let me take guitar lessons. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I had like a hard time sleeping last night. Like I go up and down with like quarantine blues and I couldn't sleep mm-hmm. last night. And you give love a bad name that I'm like, oh yeah, I just want to start drinking now uh, and like go to the liquor store, get some more because I ran out last night yeah. and last some of that in my kitchen, dance around. Like I haven't, yeah. I haven't thought about that song in so long. And it's like, bon oh yeah, it's a great song. Good party music. I mean, of course the heavy guys are like, ah, fuck that shit. If you know the heavy guys, you'd be surprised what they yeah. like. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people in my age bracket love it. Cause we were, that's what we were exposed to as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just write or they wrote great songs. <laughs> Yeah, I could, yeah. I could never, I never get sick of Slippery When Wet or New Jersey. That's funny. So is that what you play? Like, actually, it kind of made me think about like what the bands actually are listening to on the bus after, because it's like hip hop or like, you know, like different rock than you would think or like 90s stuff. So like, what do you listen to when you're on the bus? The late night drinkers in the Anthrax crew are are me and the two guitar techs. Mm-hmm. So uh, once everyone goes to bed, we're, we're cranking a lot of a lot of hair metal <laughs> and throwing back some drinks. <laughs> so did you do like the whole, did you do makeup? Did you do tights? Did you do the hair? No, cause that shit was way done by the time I got in a band. Okay, like, there you w- go. Like when Shadows Fall started, like I think new metal was just starting. Oh, okay, or, there like, you go. That's like Corn was like the big band and Limp Bizkit was, I don't know if Limp Bizkit <laughs> was quite out yet, but yeah corn was definitely up there and but the, as far as like the hard rock into like and that kind of like spandex and hair that that was long gone and it still wasn't <laughs> cool to like it you know because yeah. it kind of came back now it's cool to like it again uh-huh but you know i remember i started getting back into it because i got as i got into high school i got into death metal and all the heavier stuff thrash and death mm-hmm. and i was buying cds at that point well then i got my first car and it didn't have a CD player. So I went back to all my old tapes. And I was like, Cinderella, Tesla, Skid Row, White Line. And I was, I was like, put that shit in. I'm like, oh my God, this shit rules. I forgot about how good these bands were. <laughs> and then like, I fell in love with it all over again. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, I remember my last podcast I did was with Phil and Machine Head. And I don't remember the whole story, but he told the story of... Metallica and Slayer playing the same show when they were just starting out and he was there and he witnessed like the conversation that made um Slayer stop doing glam um and I wish I could remember like more about it but that like kind of reminded me a little bit of that but so you were there that's really cool like you were there at the beginning of new metal because new metal is like my jam I'm not so much an 80s chick but like yeah God, do I love new metal. So like, good for you. I'm glad, I'm glad you were there. Cause I wasn't, that's like what I wish I could go back for. But I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, like, just nothing wrong all. with the old metal. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, there you go. I was, I'm a guitar player. So then when that came out, I was like, oh man, this is just too watered down. And the guitar players aren't doing enough. <laughs> Needs more death. Needs more death. Yeah. Yeah. Where we need some guitar solos. That's what I was like. Why aren't these fucking guys putting guitar solos in this song? (laughs) (laughs) Old grumpy guy. Oh, you were a judgy metal dude. That's what you were. One of those. (laughs) 
Yeah, I guess I can be sometimes, but I guess we all are. <laughs> well, if you can't judge anyone who can, I mean, really. <laughs> so what is your new normal now? Are you binging more, giving more guitar lessons? Um, what are you um, doing when you I, wake up in the morning now? Yeah, I started, well, it's it's totally different for me now. We're at, my girlfriend and I are actually watching my seven-year-old niece because she's out of school. Oh, wow. And we don't have kids, so mm-hmm. this is new to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I can't remember the last time I woke up at seven thirty every day. Kids wake up so early. Yeah, I know. Um, so that's totally different. And uh, I started giving Skype lessons again because I don't know when the hell we're going back on tour. Uh, usually, Anthrax has been so busy since I joined the band. I haven't really been getting lessons when I get home because when I get home, I want to do other things. And. Uh, and but now I don't know when the when the hell I'm ever going to tour again. So, given given lessons. So, how do people sign up for your lessons? Uh, they could just email me. At, it's jmdguitar at gmail dot com, and uh, we get on Skype and we jam. There you go. When you get a new student, what do you have them start with, and what songs do you have them play? Do they get to pick, it or depends. you're like you're going to learn all my Anthrax songs to begin with, and then we're going to do Shadows Fall. Then we're going to do 80s. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of them do just want to learn, like, Shadows Fall stuff. Or, so, and then I have to be like, oh, fuck, man, I don't even know how that goes. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> like, can I get back to you on that next week? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're, like, hitting up the guys, like, hey, remember from 15 years ago, did I do this or did I do this? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah it's, and it's crazy when you go back and listen to it, and it's like, I don't remember doing that at all yeah that's funny um so do you have any like quarantine growth goals are you like eat pray loving your way out of this uh, i can't wait for this to be done this is <laughs> i'm like what you were saying the quarantine blues where i just i go to bed for like a couple hours and i'm just up all night thinking about things racing through my head and i can't go back to sleep and then and then also i'm thinking fuck i gotta get up at 7 30 a.m uh, uh. go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> melatonin man i've i did death wish coffee last night when i was yeah. like writing this and then i did melatonin on top of it so let's add some alcohol to it later i was taking um Z-Quil. i call it sleep deserve does that but, work my mom takes that but i don't think thing, it works it, it puts me out fast uh. but i i still end up waking up yeah so it's like it'll put me out with like in an hour but then I'll sleep for three hours and wake up. But I've been experiencing this thing with like melatonin though. Um, so when I take it, um, when I take it like all the time, there's like a haze that comes on for five minutes and it's a conscious choice to turn off the TV and turn, put your phone down or just yeah. keep on watching and then it goes away. Do you experience that or does it just knock you down? Because with quarantine, I keep going. Like I'll take it and then yeah. I'm like, fuck it, I stay up. I've taken sleeping pills before. and just stayed up on them like, oh really not co- not completely but you know like I could feel myself like you like you're still watching tv and kind of fighting it a little bit <laughs> it's, it's almost like it's a kind of uh it's like it's like being drunk because <laughs> I'll be like I'll look at my text next day but like, I don't remember texting that <laughs> that's funny so is that on Ambien uh yeah <laughs> see I've never done Ambien before but like the stories are great like what people say they did on Ambien, like stories on that. It's great. Super funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm asking everyone, um, and I've heard some pretty depressing answers so far. When do you think everything will go back to normal? That's, a, that's what scares me. I have no idea. I really have no idea. Uh, I don't definitely think any time this year. That sucks because yeah. I've been really hoping like there's August and September tours. I'm like, yeah, I know that was canceled, but I'm like, come on, August and September, you know, Yeah. and everyone's saying nothing for this year. I don't, I don't know what to do. That's what I believe, but I hope I'm wrong. So uh, weird. I know. Cause anthrax has been off since November. Mm-hmm. So I was, we were just, supposed to start playing we were supposed to go to japan in march and then do some may festivals and i was like all right i'm ready i'm ready to do some shows yeah <laughs> oh that sucks so you're like a year and a half off then 
Yeah, now I'm like, oh, all Oops. right. I'm like, I'm ready to get back out there and play again. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So you're like, oh, an accidental, like we've, oh, we'll have like four or five months off, like accidentally yeah. turned into like a year and a half by accident. I know. Been keeping them busy writing and stuff. So are you writing? I'm not writing for Anthrax, but I started a new band with Matt from Shadows Fall. Yes. So we're working. I, I pretty much had a record done because I haven't wrote a record since I don't know, like 2011 or 12. Mm-hmm. And then I started playing with Anthrax in 2013. They just kept me so busy that I never had time to put anything back together. Um, so what have you been binging during all this? Uh, Ozark was a big one <gasps> I was going to talk to you about Ozark. Show. Yeah. Woo! I love that show. And I love Jason Bateman. I think he's hilarious. Uh, we actually, when, when Shadows Fall was on uh, Jimmy Fallon, he was the guest too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was cool. I remember Jason was warming up like on his uh-huh. drum pad. And Jason, Jason, Jason Bateman walks over and goes, paradiddle, paradiddle. Ashley <laughs> uh, Simpson great. was the other guest. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I just like Joey. Is that like? uncle joey or uncle jesse from full house like no that's uh who is that the guy who did whoa joey oh. something oh joe oh yeah he was on blossom yeah sorry uh, yeah. i haven't said that in 15 years and i just like whoa out of nowhere yeah blossom i can't remember his last name i know what you're talking about oh eh, whatever makes no difference but that's yeah i was gonna say like joey fatone but isn't that like an instinct dude Oh no, that was that was me in fifth grade. It was all about NSYNC, of course. Like, yes, and Joey was in it. Absolutely. They got some good songs. <laughs> no, I hate like so when I talk about music that like I missed and I wish I could be around for, like I was writing like um six week project book reports on an NSYNC when all the cool shit was happening. You wrote so, a, a project on it? Yeah, I made the boys in my class sit through a book report on NSYNC the official biography one time so like probably when um no I was still around for shadows because early on I did an interview with Brian early on in like my interviewing Mm -hmm. uh but it's probably at the beginning of you know all the fun stuff (laughs) I remember I got into um whatever I'll stop (laughs) this is your interview but it's funny I got into the offspring um Limp Biscuit and Corn in fifth grade because my crush Jason Clark liked them Uh and I would like watch them on TRL because he liked them so I would watch them and I learned it because I knew Jason Clark in my fifth grade class liked it so (laughs) (laughs) whatever but no one cares about me it's all about you but just memories did he like NSYNC no no didn't like none in sync fan imagine that if you take your hot sauce in your bag when you travel like i do you may be a hot sauce addict hello hot sauce that is hello hot sauce is a small batch gourmet hot sauce that is flavor forward and most importantly the hot sauce of metalheads they've partnered with and made flavors with florida frank and hate breed my good friend techno destructo of guar Ghoul, exhumed, and maybe me soon. Who knows? I definitely kind of want my own hot sauce. Not gonna lie. It is created, hand bottled, and labeled by Kyle and Natalie Colson in Santa Clara, California, American made, y'all. And I cannot wait to go party with them at my next metal show in the Bay Area. We've already been talking about it. Metalheads, support metalheads. Get your metalhead hot sauce at hellahothotsauce.com. And follow them on the gram at at hella underscore hot underscore hot underscore sauce. So why start a new band? Are you like missing the shadow stuff? Is it going to be shadows-esque? Is Uh, it brand new? I mean, of course, some of it will sound like it because that's my style. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was one of the main writers in Shadows Fall. So you'll hear stuff like, oh, yeah, I could see that being a Shadows Fall riff or, or something like that. But uh I just I just miss having a band and jam with and write with. So I'm like, all right, all this downtime, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a band together. Hopefully this summer 
hopefully we'll, we'll be able to record a demo this summer, but we've got a rough demo now and we're just working on vocals. Nice. Do y'all have a name yet? No, no name. Ew. So what are, what names are you thinking of? Oh, I'm so bad with that because everything I hear, I'm like, no, no. I, I just always think everything sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Can you so, say any of them? Because, like, I'm really curious now if you can't. Swear. I can't even remember. We haven't even really got to that, but there was only, like, a few, and I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned a little bit, um, you know, you're huge, you know, huge, huge, huge part and founding member of Shadows Fall, and you talked about, you know, being a main writer in the band. What was, It's I hate this question. I really can't stand it. But I think in this context, it's fine. So like, what was the writing process um, for you in Shadows Fall since you were such a big part of it? Um, did lyrics come first or did guitar parts come first or how'd that go? The guitar parts come first. I didn't write the lyrics, but uh, I wrote the, a lot of the riffs mm-hmm. and a lot of the songs. Like uh, I would get to go, I would go to Matt's house and have a skeleton of a song. And then he helped me put it together even more. And then we'd have the other guys come over. And then we'd, we'd show them it. And then, then it would even build even more. I would put it in their two cents and, and make it a song. And then uh, we'd send it to Brian and he'd work on the lyrics. Uh, sometimes a lot, uh, Matt and I would also help out with melodies and stuff like that. But Brian was the only guy who wrote the lyrics. Um, so can you tell me your favorite Shadows Fall song or riff? Definitely my favorite beginning to Shadows Fall song would be um the light that blind because I I remember writing that and once I finally got to hear it back in the studio I was like oh shit this is going to be awesome because it starts out with this acoustic guitar thing it slams in with this crazy string skipping guitar thing so I was like oh that's a killer intro uh I always loved that song plus that song got us a lot of exposure because of Guitar Hero so that helped out a lot video games i remember mm-hmm. that those were big so what were um some of your favorite like touring highlights in shadows shadows fall like definitely the touring highlights well of course the very beginning when it all happens because it's all brand new and exciting and even being in a van is awesome you just go to a different city and and play a different club every night so that was exciting but as far as tours both Ozfest were amazing. We did one in 03 and we were on the side stage and that was amazing. And then um, a couple of years later, we got to the main stage and the main stage was Black Label, Pink and Flames, uh, Mudvayne, Iron Maiden, and Black Sabbath. Wow. What a lineup. Yeah, to be on the same stage as Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath every night. Uh, I couldn't believe it every night, just passing these guys in the hallway. <laughs> and, Insane. Uh, Another sort of stuck out was Slipknot. We did a, I think that was in 2005. It was Slipknot, Lamb of God, and Us. Oh, man. There's a lot of fun shit happening on that. That was like just stupid stuff every night. <laughs> and it was our first arena tour. So I love the stupid stuff. And I love the tour pranks and the parties. Like, what were the tour pranks like? What were the parties like? Actually, I just saw a story where Corey Taylor was talking about the prank he did on us. He came out butt naked and just gaff taped. <laughs> had this fucking gaff take dick on him that went down to his knees and he ran out on stage with us. <laughs> <laughs> he ran in. Oh, I think he, he had a sign that said, I love Shadows Fall. <laughs> and then another thing we did on that tour, because, you know, everyone, all Kiss fans are like, oh, 70s Kiss is rules and 80s Kiss sucks. You know, yeah. It's like not cool to like 80s Kiss. So Joey Jordan said, Matt from Shadows Fall and I would just always be drinking and, and playing 80s kiss and bumming people out <laughs> so we're like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna start we're gonna start a tribute band and we're gonna fucking open up the store <laughs> that's hilarious don't make me cry that's really funny <laughs> yeah so we end up the last two dates actually like putting together a tribute band and opening up the show oh, and nobody so got it like everyone was hating it really oh, no yeah. one got how funny think, that is yeah we were we did like madison wisconsin and I was doing the Paul part, so I was calling them Madison Square Garden instead of Madison, Wisconsin. You're just being an idiot. (laughs) And they still cheered, right? Uh, Not really. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> got a lot of looks. Damn it. Well, that's super funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. But everyone, of course, you know, everyone knew the inside joke. So all the band and the crew were, were laughing. I think <laughs> Willie from Lamb of God was like our security guard. We called him Squirrel. Uh-huh. <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah. That's great. I love that. That was funny. It's weird going from fan to in the band. What was it like getting the call? And how did you end up in Anthrax? So uh, Rob called me, Rob Caggiano, and um, he knew he was going to leave, but he, he wanted to make sure that they were covered. So he said, uh, would you be able to fill in? And uh, at first I was like, uh, Shadows Fall was supposed to go on tour at Testament in Europe. So I was like, I don't know if I can fill in. Then I'm like, fuck, when, when am I going to get this opportunity to ever play for Anthrax ever again? So then all, all my friends too are like, oh my God, you're, you're so dumb if you don't, if you don't go out there and do a tour with them. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the same thing Rob did. And I called one of my buddies. I'm like, hey, I can't tell you why, but would you be able to fill in for me if I can't do this tour with Testament? And he goes, yeah. So then I was like, all right, I covered myself. So then I didn't hear anything for like maybe a month or two. I was like, oh, maybe it's not going to happen. Then Scott, Scott Ian called me one day. He's like, hey, I heard you heard what's going down. He's like, can you do it? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So then, uh, yeah, I, I uh, learned the songs. And, and about a month and a half later, I, we went to Australia and did Soundwave. Wow. What is that? Like thousands, 50, 100,000 people? Yeah. And then the Shadows Fall tour ended up getting canceled anyways. Or Shadows Fall didn't do it because some reason i think it was money reasons or another so if i would have said no to anthrax oh my god i would have had no towards shadows Paul either and i've been really screwed <laughs> or you just would have been crying for two months straight yeah that would, have been the whole time. that would have been that would have been a big blow i don't i mean no just like putting myself in your place i'm like how does one recover i i wouldn't know how to recover from that uh, like oh my god i don't know <laughs> yeah um well what was the first show like what were you thinking before you went on stage? I was, I just remember shaking, being so nervous. Plus it, it was, uh, it was a headlining show though, because they were doing a warm up. So it was, it was a club show before the sound wave date. And the thing is though, we never jammed. I jammed with Scott, but I never jammed with the band ever. So this is my full, first time playing with the band. You know, you, that a million things are running through, like uh, the fans, are they, are they going to be bummed that it's me playing? Uh, am I going to remember the songs? Uh, how's this fucking guitar solo go? Because, <laughs> you know, it wasn't a lot of time to have muscle memory down and everything and to just go on autopilot yet. How was it? It actually went, it actually went all right. There was no train wrecks. And uh, I think it got it fairly, fairly decent. <laughs> Well, it's always like so ner nerve wracking. I hear musicians talk about it a lot, like, oh, are the fans going to be okay with it? Or the fans, you know, going to like it or not dislike it, not like it. Is there anything like you really don't like that fans do or wish that like fans would be more open to um, as a touring musician? Do you wish you could do away with some things? Definitely the cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can get a little bit annoying when, when someone's just sitting there in the front row the whole time with a cell phone recording mm -hmm. instead of just watching it and taking it in. Yeah. But I understand people also want the memory and stuff. It's just when they do it for the whole show or yeah. just take a couple of minutes and then you'll enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I get real quiet because I'm often on my phone because I, I share stuff on my social media. I do too. With but everyone. There should be a limit. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's like all right you got you got your song yeah Do it for your favorite song now put your damn phone back and go have fun <laughs> I guess I did that because my friend does pyro for kiss so I went to go see kiss this summer and I was like right there and I keep mm -hmm. going back through my phone like didn't I get more than like two songs you know and I guess I just enjoyed the show because I keep going back and I'm like do I have more? Do I have more? Do I have more? And yeah. I don't have more because apparently I really enjoyed the show. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to talk about, you know, tour stories and inside jokes and little funnies from Anthrax days. Let's see here for Anthrax jokes. Uh, there's, it's a lot more calm in the Anthrax camp <laughs> than it was with Shadows Fall. 
Well, I should hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing really too crazy that I could think of that would, I mean, I've had experiences when the answer yeah. I'm like, holy shit. But as far as just like stupid pranks and stuff, um, nothing's coming to mind. This always happens to me when we get off this interview. Yeah. I'll be like, oh shit, I forgot about that. But uh, one of the, the best moments in my life was getting to tour Iron Maiden on their plane with Anthrax and have Bruce Dickinson fly the plane. Wow. So that was a holy shit moment. And then he's totally pro. He gets, you know, on the intercom, you know, starts telling you how the weather is and how long <laughs> the flight's going to take and all that. And I'm like, that's fucking Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I, I get done using the bathroom, come out, Agent Smith's waiting for it. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. What a life you've had, right? I mean, what yeah. a life. So that was definitely like the highlight. And then, you know, I'm like, you got to see how like real like rock stars live, you know, the big yeah. private plane and, you know, they're, we were playing, you know, these giant soccer stadiums or football stadiums, 80,000 people every night. That's a whole new level. That's. If we could only get y'all to the Super Bowl now. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I remember rock star life. Um, I remember like hanging with my uh, friend who's part of the Aussie crew and he was telling me that, oh no, Zach's back in LA. He flies back on his private jet every night back to LA. So it was like when he was on the Aussie tour, he's like, oh no, he just flies in and out for every single show. It's like, really? That's crazy. Yeah. That's a whole nother life that I'll I'll never know about. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we like you the way you are. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the salt of the earth, uh, salt yeah. of the earth guitar player over here, an Anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Anthrax production is obviously going to be huge. I'm really obsessed with like the touring side of things. Um, how many trucks and like how many buses do you guys roll with? Like, how big is your production? Um, it's not too crazy. We we only have one bus, and um, oh really? We we uh. We were using a truck in Europe for the when we were doing Among the Living all the way through. Uh, we're using a truck for that and a bus. That means that all of you are sane people. No one's crazy and no one's like a huge fucking asshole. Well, we're, we're all crazy. I mean, all musicians are crazy. But True, but it means like you guys can get along and everyone you don't hate gets, each other. Everyone gets along fine. We have a good time. Every, we have a lot of laughs and the, they have a great crew and everything. Very cool. I love that. Um, well, let's do, let's get into gear. Let's do rig rundown. How many guitars do you own? Ooh, um, I think maybe around 50. Oh my God. Do you really? Yeah. But I'm not wow. a collector. I'm, I'm not actually not a gear guy at all. Oh, you are? I, oh, cool. Yeah. I, I, I like what I like and I kind of stick to it. I don't go searching, uh, but those are pretty much just from endorsements and not, I'm not going around the music stores and picking stuff up, looking for anything vintage or anything. <laughs> well, it's funny. You have like 50 guitars and you're like, not a guitar guy. Like I'm not yeah, a shoe well, person, but I have like, 75 I, shoes. Yeah. Well, it's from playing for, you know, going on tour for 21 years and, and then just keeping them. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Well, what do you like and like who are you sponsored by and like what pedals do you use and what, what do you like? Uh, I use Maxon pedals. I love their pedals. Uh, I have a signature Legator guitar that's out right now. Um, and live, I've just been using um, the Kemper. Nice. Simple. Pretty much just a Kemper and, and a EVH cab. And then DR strings, Dunlop picks. Fishman pickups, those things are gold, the best pickups out there. Um, I'm trying to look around so I what I have so I don't forget anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the blood of virgins, you know, for like yeah. a little death metal in there. <laughs> I, I, that always happens too. I'm like, God damn it, I forgot to mention that. I wanted to know because I saw a video of you talking about guitar picks and picking. What difference does the type of guitar pick that you use make? And do you always use one? Do you sometimes yeah. go naked, no pick? Like, what's the sitch with that? I almost always play with a pick, and I use the sharp ones 
I just think they have much better attack. And when I play a regular pick, I can't even play guitar. It's just, I can't get the sound out at all. But these sharp picks, you get the definition out of them. That's, I think it's just way better than any other pick. And then the heavier gauge, too. I was using the lighter gauge ones for a long time. Then I felt myself getting hung up on some of the strings. So I moved to the heavier ones. Oh, there you go. Well, what's the first thing that you want to do when quarantine is over? I want to play a show, <laughs> but I know, I know it's yeah. going to take some time because that's not going to be possible. They need to, um, you know. Well, especially anthrax. Yeah. It's on such a big level. It's going to take even longer for you guys. Yeah. Cause they, they got to take it baby steps on this mm-hmm. and not let everyone all out at once going crazy. So when's your band coming out? When, when do we get to go to a concert with your new project then? Yeah, maybe I could. Maybe my new band will play a show because nobody will care. You might be the only <laughs> one there. <laughs> I love it when like super uh, huge, massive people in the industry are like really hilariously humble. Um, it's really <laughs> funny. So. <laughs> but my goal is to at least get a demo done for the, for the new band. Yeah. And then, you know, hopefully we'll be able to play a, a show with us and our friends. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be that friend. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> That's funny. Well, are you guys doing like the, um, are you going to put it out yourself? Or are you going to go the label route? Or are you going to do DIY? It's so different now. I wouldn't even know. I don't even know the steps anymore. Just call Jasta. He knows. He does yeah, I know. I'm going to see if he wants to manage it. Uh, oh my god that would he's the guy he's the guy yeah i'll definitely send it to him when when it's done but like i said it's a different world from i got signed 21 years ago to century Mm -hmm. media records and it's just so different now i don't even know what route to go but i just want to get it done and you know send the link to my friends and people i know and see what they think of it and i hope somebody digs it and wants to put it out that'd be great but I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear it. I know it's going to be so good. I love your guitar playing. Once it's done. Oh God, I would love that. By the end of the summer, I'll I'll have something to show you and other people. And yeah, I mean, I would love for something to happen with it. I just don't expect it to because it's a different world now. Well, if this band doesn't work out, let's uh, let's call up your friends, make that Kiss cover band happen again that you opened up the tour with. Yeah, go the tribute route. There's good money in that these days. I mean, the guy is the guy from anthrax saying oh yeah cover bands <laughs> well uh joey just started a journey tribute band the singer of anthrax oh he did yeah and he only did one show and then the shit hit the fan you know with the oh that's sad i know because he, he's been wanting to do that for a long well he sings that stuff amazingly and and he just always wanted to do it and now he's he finally got a band together and they're like all right you can't do it <laughs> oh that sucks that's, that's a bum out for him but um i'm glad he got it together because i've seen him on cruises so he'll, he'll do some karaoke yeah he's done journey and he sounds unbelievable doing it oh i love that what was uh you said something it made me like wonder what was your experience being signed to a label like the first time for you because everything is so different now do you kind of miss the way that it was or do you enjoy how it is now it's a double-edged sword like it's great that you can just get everything out yourself and you can record yourself and put it out there mm-hmm. but it's also harder because there's no support i mean yeah. you just kind of throw it out there and hope something happens but there's no label to help build you they don't have the money to to help you go on the road and stuff when shadows fall was starting we kept selling records so they would give us more tour support because we were out there getting bigger and bigger. And so they would, if, you know, say the Slipknot tour comes up, they're like, can you do this? And we're like, well, we're not going to make any money. I, I don't know. And they're like, well, here's some tour support. It'll help you pay your bills. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that ha- helps anymore. That's tougher that way. But then now you can just do everything yourself and not have to rely on anyone. That's cool too. Cause you don't have to listen to anybody. Yeah. If you yeah. like social media or don't, you're going to have to these days. Yeah. And that's, that's a big problem for like an in, introvert, you know, <laughs> like, it's hard. Like a lot of people are so good at selling themselves on, on social media. 
you did good i yeah. saw on your instagram the other day you post with like a new piece of luggage that someone sent you i was like oh yeah. look at the influencer look at you yeah my uh, new yeah, bag i, I got in the mail <laughs> well you got to support your the people who support you so absolutely but, uh, I th- yeah it'll be interesting to see how everything ends up but um i do miss the days of of the record labels and mm-hmm. having that back in but then it's also good to be able to do everything yourself and not have to worry about anybody else trying to get in the way or True. persuade you to go this way or that way. I always like to say, people are like, oh, what's your, that's very true. It's very self-reliant. I always, um, I hate it when people are like, oh, like what's the, what's the, you know, do you have any advice for a band or like, what do you think is the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I hate that question. You either have it or you don't. <laughs> that's it. Like, you got it or you don't got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You either have that drive, you keep going, or you don't got it. So, like, stop asking. So, it's cool yeah. that, like, if you have that drive, you can make it happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's still bands getting big out there and, and, you know, doing it themselves. Yeah. Going back, uh, I was watching an interview of you guys with uh, Kids Interview Bands, and I don't own this question at all. It was Piper's from kids interview bands but I loved it so much I wanted to borrow from her and like bring the funny especially because we don't have sports right now which is horrible like we don't have baseball um so borrowing from kids interview bands um if bands were like baseball and you could trade players and you could draft people who's one band that you would like to be drafted to that you've never played with before and if you had to replace every single member in Anthrax, respectfully, just part of the game, um, who would you roster up to Anthrax? Okay. Well, if I had to be traded to any band, it would have been Pantera. Oh, God, right? Like, I don't know, I yeah. have to think about that. Like, <laughs> they had everything. <laughs> they had this the look, the sound. Uh-huh. The, I, watching those videos made me want to go on tour. because like, These guys are having so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely that band i would love to be in that band and then if i had to put well if i had to put like my all-star band together like saying i can have anybody mm-hmm. uh, probably sebastian bach on vocals uh now am i in this band too or am yeah, i putting you're, together yeah you're putting, uh, okay yep. so i'd have uh dime on the other guitar oh god right um uh, I would have Cliff Burton on bass, and for drums, hmm, I guess I don't know. That's a hard one for drums because I I love Charlie and Jason, but I'm already in a band with them. I guess we throw Vinny on drums too. Yeah, I was thinking like, how could you not, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, being that you're such a big Pantera fan, do you um, have any favorite like Dime or Vinny stories? I just would love because Chattel's Fall tore damage plan right right before that happened. We were that happened like four days after we were off the road with them. They were just doing shows on the way home mm-hmm. after our tour. Uh but man, hanging out with those guys was so much fun. It, but my favorite thing used to be just walking behind Dime. Like after the show's done, we'd go, we'd always find a dive bar or something. Just I'd love to just walk behind them and just watch Jaws drop to the floor as he walked in a bar. Like, holy <laughs> shit, fucking dime bag. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's so funny. My um my friend is a Hatebreed's tour manager. He was doing monitors for Hell Yeah. Um, the first tour after Vinny passed. Mm-hmm. And um, they used to say that like every time they saw um a dime heads up that it was dime saying hi to them so that was like their hell yeah thing yeah and um roy i always fuck up his last name may i orga (laughs) i can't say his last name um so it was like the first show they got to on the tour they opened up the drum case and there were two dimes in it just like why would there were two dimes in the in the drum case so number one, like nothing's getting in that case. Um, you know, nothing, why would any debris be in there ever? Um, so if that like wasn't a sign and like, so they said like now with Vinny and Dime, it's like two of them when you find like 
two heads up dimes together. It's Vinny mm-hmm. and Dime. So in what world and like how could that be anything else than a what's up and a hey from Vinny and Dime? Yeah, those guys are awesome. Like just to, and they were just giant rock stars and just didn't act like it at all. Just mm-hmm. like I said, Dime would every night be looking for the dive bar. He didn't give a shit. He wasn't trying to hide from people or anything. He, he loved being around people. He'd buy all the fans' drinks. It was crazy. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Well, that makes me happy in these quarantine blues days, um, not knowing when we're going to be able to get to a show again for a while that, you know, it helps to think back on the awesome memories. Yeah, for sure. I'm very lucky. I got to meet those guys and tour with them. For sure. I am one time when I was like very legal to drink, but young. Um, at a really funny night going shot for shot with Vinny and Chad. That was funny. Um, and I think it's back dangerous. on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to be dangerous, but it's funny. Yeah. I remember like, God, I still like think back to that just shot for shot of like Jaeger. I was like, fuck. Yeah. I've had my nights with Chad too, because they were on the Ozfest with us on the main stage mm-hmm. with, with Sabbath and Maiden, but they were the other party band. It was, so we always pull our buses next to each other and have barbecues every now and Monday, and we had a blast with that band. Hey, do you want chicken or pork? Hey, do you want mustard or barbecue? Yeah, they were, they were <laughs> fun guys, man. I had a great time with them. That's awesome. Perfect. Well, okay, I'm going to be positive, not negative. Yay, let's be happy. Quarantine sucks, but I don't know. We've got a lot to go on this. So, like, yay, let's be uh, happy, positive. Just fast forward to next year. <laughs> right? There you go. I don't know. Maybe I'll have like a six pack next year. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> we'll see. I'll okay. be drinking a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, the reason like I have a lake down the street from my house. So like the reason I drank six packs all last summer was down the street. But maybe since mm-hmm. I have to stay in, I'll do opposite. Um, well, that about like wraps up everything, all the questions that I have. Do you have any messages for Anthrax fans, uh, projects, or anything else you want people to know about? No, just like I said, I'm working on a new band right now at Map Shadows Fall. Hope to have a demo out. Hopefully, you know, we'll get one done in the summer. And then uh, I can't wait to get back on tour to Anthrax and play, play in front of some people again. Thanks for listening, guys. If you liked today's episode and you're a metalhead, share this podcast with one of your metalhead friends. Follow me on Instagram at scandalousofficial or tweet me at scandaloussays. Anything you like, didn't like, or who you want to see on next. The Scandalous Podcast is produced by me, Scandalous, and edited by Mariah Gossett. You don't always have to have a glass of wine or a drink to unwind. A little tour support CBD is all you need. A lot of CBD companies out there, but I'm going with the one that supports metal, musicians, and this podcast. I need help for my lower back. I need help with my anxiety. I need a little CBD to soothe me every now and then. If that's you too, use the code SCANDALOUS at tourSupportCBD.com for 10% off your order. It'll help support the podcast. It's good. It's good for you. Do it. Code scandalous at toursupportcbd.com.